0: Hello, how are you doing today? Probably doing well. Typically, I would say something like, I hope this finds you well today uh, when you're watching this video. But really what my hope is today is that it finds you hungry. It finds you uh, passionate. Uh, It finds you even maybe groaning for more of God. And so that's my hope today. Doesn't maybe sound kind, but it is. I, I, I hope you're hungry for more. Anne Marie, hello. Good afternoon there where you are at in Wales. Um, impressed that you have actually been able to make it on time. Hilarious. I, I, I appreciate the humor uh, from you, Anne Marie. It's always, you always have some of the best comments. So thank you. Uh, thanks for being on. All right. Um, what are we talking about today? We're talking about inheritance. Um, we just started a new series, Kingdom Currency, and the and the first topic we we're talking about is inheritance. And this is one of the reasons that I, I hope you are, uh, are, are are hungry and passionate uh, when you're watching this today, because there's a couple of things I, I want you to Uh, be able to take away from this today and and to be thinking about as we're, we're discussing inheritance this morning. And and that first one is, is that there is a a vast array of treasures already stored up inside of you. Right. And so in Deuteronomy uh, 32, nine, it says, for the Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is the allotment of his inheritance. And, and so what I, I take away from that is, is you are the Lord's inheritance. And if that's the case, it must mean that inside of you is that vast array of treasures that are, are desirable as an inheritance. And, and that that is worth sacrificing everything for absolutely sacrificing everything for you and the, and the, the, great part about this this vast treasure that's inside of you is is that it's nothing you did to to uh, build up this treasure. It was because of that sacrifice that it was placed inside of you, that it was given to you. So that's the first thing I want you to keep in mind is that there is this vast array of treasures inside of you that he's placed there, that he sacrificed to to bring you in as his inheritance. And the second one is, is that your inheritance is right now. You have access to it right now. And, and we, we can look at the story of the prodigal son or in the passion translation, it's titled The Loving Father. And we can look at the uh, uh, the younger son going and demanding that he be given his inheritance now. And it, the language changes somewhat depending on the translation you look for, but by and large, it is. It's a demand placed on the father to to give him his inheritance. And the beauty of of living on this side of the cross is, is we don't have to put a demand on our inheritance to be given our inheritance. It's already been given to us. We already have access to the full breadth of that inheritance right now. And so if you are putting a demand on the father to give you your inheritance, he's sitting back and going, I don't know what you're talking about I've already given it all to you. You have access to it. And the in the in the story of the prodigal son, he goes out, we know, and he uh, it's described as he squanders his inheritance on loose living. But in in our regard in today, I want us to look at squandering it a little bit different. If we have access to it all right now, he's he's given it to us all, we don't have to demand it. He's already offered it to us. Then squandering our inheritance looks like not spending it, right? Not going out and using it. That's how we squander our inheritance: is by just letting it sit and collect dust. Right? Our loose living means we're we're not spending it. We are um, denying it, even like like it, it, it's it's somewhere far off that we don't have access to it like, like we are somehow separated from our inheritance and we know if you've watched any video of ours you you have been a part of anything that we have done you know that we are continually talking about uh separation not being our reality as sons and daughters of god it just isn't what who we are. It's not a part of us. Separation doesn't exist. It is a myth that we have created and fostered in our own minds. It it is an actual reality. So same thing with our inheritance. There is no separation from you to the inheritance that God has given you, right? It's it's just an absolute myth. Separation uh, is not our inheritance. We are not separated from our inheritance either. All right, I want to read First uh, Peter, uh, it'll be in chapter one, i are gonna read a couple of verses here. We're gonna start in three and it says, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his great mercy has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to obtain an inheritance which is imperishable and undefiled and will not fade away Reserved in heaven for you. I I want to really pull out in verse three who, according to his great mercy, has caused us to be born again. So he didn't ask your permission. He's not asking forgiveness for doing it, he caused it to happen. He caused you to be born again, which means you are now his child and you have inheritance. He has placed in you a vast array of treasures that he thought was good enough to be his inheritance. And he has given you access to the kingdom forever, for all eternity. There is no end to the time in which you get to spend in the kingdom. And there is no end to the inheritance that you have been given. Because he caused you to be born again. He caused you to become son or daughter of his. And and that's something that we need to really, excuse me, my nose is itching bad, excuse me. Uh, It's something we really have to to take hold of is the fact that he caused this to happen. That this is now who you are. You are his child. You, You can't separate from that. You have been born to him. It doesn't change. There is no way to be able to separate from that. Regardless of of any thoughts coming at you that says uh, this sin that you've done or that that thing you did in the past uh, keeps you apart from God. That's a lie. We have to know who we are and whose we are to really be able to take hold of inheritance. Because if you don't believe those things, it's going to be hard to take hold of the full weight of the inheritance that is available to you right here, right now. All right, let's... uh... Let's jump over to, to Romans eight, and I want to read. I want to read quite a bit here. Uh, we're going to start in verse fourteen. So Romans eight fourteen. The mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. And you do not receive the spirit of religious duty. Leading you back into the fear of never being good enough, but you have received the spirit of full acceptance, enfolding in you into the family of God. This is this is a great piece to be to be taken hold of right here. Is you have received the spirit of full acceptance. There's no rejection there. Again, no separation. Nothing that is keeping you at arm's length everything that is pulling you in closer that's what you've received and it's enfolding you into the family of God you can't be separated from this it goes on it says and you will never feel orphaned for as he rises up within us our spirits join him in saying the words of tender affection Beloved Father. For the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us as He whispers into our innermost being, You are God's beloved child. Holy Spirit is whispering that to you. Are you listening? I hope so. Because when you hear it, you need to take it on and really believe it. Verse 17, and since we are His true children, We qualify to share all his treasures, for indeed, we are heirs of God himself. And since we are joined to Christ, we also inherit all that he is and all that he has. I want to read that again, but I'm going to change it just a little bit here. Instead of using the inclusive we language, I want you to hear it as, as you, or when you read it, As as me. Right. And since you are his true child, you qualify to share all his treasures. You qualify to share all his treasures based on the fact that you are his child. For indeed, you are an heir of God himself. And since you are joined to Christ, you also inherit all that he is and all that he has can't skip past this stuff and just read the inclusive language. Sometimes we need to to change it and say, since I am his true child, I qualify to share all his treasures. For indeed, I am an heir of God himself. And since I am joined to Christ, I also inherit all that he is and all that he has start to personalize this stuff you've got to be able to take this on right if you are going to understand the the vast array of treasures and gifts that he's placed inside of you and know that you have access to your inheritance right now you need to start personalizing some of this stuff. you can't just skip past it and and, and you know circle the alls which I love to do and just read over it as, you know, we, yes, we all, we are in oneness. We are his body. Yes. But if I'm going to bring the fullness of, of what it is that I'm carrying into oneness, I need to personalize some of this stuff. That's what I want you to start doing with this. Personalize it, change it, change that language goes on and says we will all we will experience being co-glorified with him, provided that we accept his sufferings as our own. Pretty simple uh, uh, thing in my mind to just say uh, what Jesus endured on the cross, what he suffered on the cross, I accept as my own. If I am to be co-glorified with him. Then I have to accept my. Co-crucifixion, co-burial, co-resurrection, and co seatedness with him. It says we experience, we will experience being co-glorified with him, provided that we accept his sufferings as our own. You don't have to endure it, but it, it's cause, it was caused to be done on your behalf. It was caused to be done so that you were included in that. Verse 18, I am convinced that any suffering we endure is less than nothing compared to the magnitude of glory that is about to be unveiled within us. Uh, When I read this, I I was kind of struck by uh, the wording of less than nothing. Nothing is nothing. So what is less than nothing? If you think about that imagery of of saying less than nothing how is that possible right so he's trying to to pulse making the the extreme swing from saying uh any suffering that that i endure it's less than nothing compared when you put it next to the magnitude of glory That is about to be unveiled within us, within us as the body of Christ, that that magnitude of glory put next to any suffering. It's just incomparable. That suffering becomes less than nothing. Which if you really try to think about and understand is is it's almost a humorous thought less than nothing. Verse nineteen. This is an incredible verse. The entire universe is standing on tiptoe, yearning to see the unveiling of God's glorious sons and daughters. The entire universe—it's aching, it's groaning, it's—it's it's just sitting there on the edge of its seat, waiting for us to be unveiled, waiting for you to be unveiled. Isn't that exciting? For against its will, the universe itself has had to endure the empty futility resulting from the consequences of human sin. But now with eager expectation, all creation longs for freedom from its slavery to decay and to experience with us the wonderful freedom coming to God's children. All creation longs for freedom from its slavery to decay and to experience with you, the wonderful freedom coming to God's children, coming to you as his child. To this day, we are aware of the universal agony and groaning of creation as if it were in the contractions of labor for childbirth. And it's not just creation We who have already experienced the first fruits of the Spirit also inwardly grown as we passionately long to experience our full status as God's sons and daughters, including our physical bodies being transformed. For this is the hope of our salvation. But hope means that we must trust and wait for what is still unseen. For why would we need to hope for something something we already have? So because our hope is set on what is yet to be seen, we patiently keep on waiting for its fulfillment. When you read this, you can't look at this as saying, oh, I don't have access to my full inheritance right now. This is part of that uncovering process that uh, you, you need to be going through with God. Right. That that vast array of treasures that I've been talking about stored up inside of you. It is something you get to to walk through with Holy Spirit. You get to explore with the Father. You get to walk out and take action with. So this this is what we're talking about here with that unseen. Don't let this discourage you and say that you're hoping still for your inheritance. Because that's not the case. You have access to it. There's some of it that still needs to be revealed. But this is part of that. That intimacy that you get to walk out daily with the Father. That you get to dive into with Him each and every day. It should be an exciting exploration and exciting pioneering of, of what it is that's already placed inside of you. Go explore it. Take it out. Turn it around. See what it does. Use it. Don't be scared to use it. Don't run away and and squander your inheritance through uh, inactivity, through leaving it on the shelf. Verse 26, and in a similar way, the Holy Spirit takes hold of us in our human frailty to empower us in our weakness. For example, at times we don't even know how to pray. Or know the best things to ask for. But the Holy Spirit rises up within us to super intercede on our behalf, pleading to God with emotional sighs too deep for words. God, the searcher of the heart, knows fully our longings, yet he also understands the desires of the Spirit because the Holy Spirit passionately pleads before God for us, for you, his holy ones, in perfect harmony with God's plans and our destiny. Verse 28. So we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives. For we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his designed purpose. For he knew all about us before we were born, and he destined us from the beginning to share the likeness of his son. You we were destined from the beginning to be an heir, to have inheritance. You're destined to not squander your inheritance by not using it through inactivity. This means the son is the oldest among a vast family of brothers and sisters who will become just like him. Having determined our destiny ahead of time, he called us to himself and transferred his perfect righteousness to everyone he called. And those who possess his perfect righteousness, he co-glorified with his son. Those who possess his perfect righteousness. To, To possess something means you need to take ownership of it. I can can own something without actually possessing it, without actually taking hold of that thing and using it. And I, I hope that when you are considering inheritance and you're thinking about it and talking through that with the Holy Spirit, That you you go into it knowing that you already have access to it, that it's there is this this vast array of treasures already inside of you. So you go into it knowing these things, so you you, you believe that already. And, And in that that time where you are are pressing into union, you're exploring. You're not trying to be convinced to believe these things already, you already go in believing. Let's let's jump ahead here and get to the exploration. Let's get to the the pulling the power tools out of the garage and using them. Right, I know that's one of Angie's favorites to talk about. Is like you know, he he trusts you so much you get to go have access to all the power tools. Might be w- wisdom to ask him how to use them. So explore this week, see, see what it is that, that you have. I really hope you do. I I hope you go into that time uh, of talking about inheritance, believing that you already have access, that it's already there. Don't squander it. By just letting it sit around, don't squander it and 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 think oh why why don't i have access where is my where's my inheritance right why god why don't i have my inheritance if we're always thinking about money then then we're going to miss a a huge piece of that inheritance so my question for you is what is your response to being given your inheritance this week what's your response what are you what are you going to do this week are you going to continue on dutifully as if still trying to earn it, you know, like the older brother from from the story of the prodigal son, continuing to toil away all the time, saying, "Look, father, look, dad, look what I've done. Look what I've done for you. I've been so faithful to do this and do that. Why aren't you throwing me a party?" Well, if we miss in the beginning of that story, he gave both sons their share. He gave them both their full inheritance. Another response, you know, to, to being given your inheritance is you could run away and hide from it. Pretend like it's not there. Not pointing to all the things you've done, but just continually asking, oh God, can I have my inheritance now? Father, can I, Can you give me what what is supposed to be mine? And he's, he's sitting back going, I don't know what you're talking about. You've already got it. Here it is. A third response could be to partner with God, to spend it in a way that that brings about multiplication for the kingdom. Which is, is going to launch you into the destiny he has for you. It's going to bring fulfillment. It's going to bring joy when you go and actually spend the inheritance that he's given you. I think our, our worldly view of inheritance has has warped our understanding of this. When it comes to kingdom currency, we're not just talking about money. If our singular view of inheritance is money, then we need to to be thinking about it again, because you're missing a wealth. of of spiritual treasure that God has for you. We can't view wealth, again, as just money, as just that financial piece. There's spiritual wealth, there's relational wealth. There are other forms of wealth besides money. And so what is your response to being given your inheritance? Are you going to possess it? Are you going to take hold of it? Are you going to use it? you're going to squander it by not. All right. Have a great week. Uh, uh, um, We've got unedited chats coming up on Wednesday. Uh, We're going to start introducing the next topic of uh, the tangibles. What is it we have um, to grab hold of right now as it relates to kingdom currency. And I can assure you that, You are going to want to invest the time on Friday to be here for life up here as Angie breaks open inheritance for you. Um, I I can assure you that it is going to be well worth your investment of time. So make sure you're here for that eight o'clock Friday morning. Have a great week. Love you all. Bye.